The Damaged Goods Podcast. You know what I mean? So, so I write stuff, but it's easier to find. I don't have to worry about sets and stuff when I'm animating. If it's animated, I can put this wherever I want. I can make the, you know, I don't have to worry yeah. about a budget. So, and it's, I was like, who do I know with microphones who knows stuff? I'm like, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, I, I'm flattered. I'm flattered. Do you think that I know a lot of stuff? Uh-huh. I'm very, uh, what do they call it? DIY? I mean, I, that's Same. not true. I have friends who, who show me things and I just try to like watch and absorb Yeah, but like you already, I had asked you before at work, I'm like, you have multiple yeah. mics to record, yeah, right? I so yeah. I got like, my travel mics. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I so, have like a mic. So were you always <laughs> into like, like the animation as a kid before you wanted to start making your yeah, own Yeah, it's not even, because I make other videos and stuff and actually there's something else, I'm just, this is something I started writing as shorts and then I realized it would be better if I exaggerated it more. Because oh. one of my, I had my cousin read it who is a TV writer and all that stuff. So he, What did uh, they say? Or did he say? Uh, he liked it. He just described it as hyper reality, what which does that is mean? Um, like Adult Swim type stuff. Oh, pff, that's so right yeah, up my fucking alley. <laughs> so yeah, that's how that happened. Dude. So I'm like, I should just. So I'm like, I'm gonna dive into that and not and make it full on. I'm like, gonna just you know exaggerate everything more. Yeah, so. that uh, that hyper reality voice is my guest on Damaged Goods this week. <laughs> See, I was doing, I was recording on the low. I yeah, checked. Yeah, I no. told you I wasn't. I was. I knew you were. I, I saw you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's a, a DJ. And uh, he's also venturing into the world of animation is uh, Carrie. Not DJ Carrie, just Carrie. Just Carrie. Yeah, just Carrie. I had a DJ name, but I kind of left it back in my hometown because I didn't make it up. But it's Where's your hometown? Fresno. I, I knew that. <laughs> Fresno is uh, like a lot of people don't know about it when they come to California. It's like yeah. LA, Frisco, maybe yeah, San yeah. Diego. Fresno's a grimy dude. That's why you yeah. know Carrie's a real ass dude. <laughs> grimy you know city. what people do in Fresno? Meth? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know and what else? Fight. Oh yeah, yeah. fights. Dude, Fresno is scrappy, dude. Yeah. It actually tripped me out when I moved here because I figured that being like in you know in these clubs in Hollywood and you know L- all over LA that they that I'd see some like people fighting and people getting down, Mm-mm, but it never no, happens dude, here. It never, never happens. And then I've seen in Fresno, by contrast, oh, I see yeah. like all bar brawls, like oh, literally yeah. all bar oh. brawls, the entire women, <laughs> men. Yeah. And like, I, one time I literally had to just close my laptop, pick it up and walk out and just yeah. wait for this fight to be. Oh, when you were DJ. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, dude, uh, people maybe are too pretty. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Or people have like more to lose okay. out here or they have like jobs, a modeling gig tomorrow. You yeah. get an audition. You can't. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But like so many of my friends from Boston moved yeah. out here. And when I was visiting mm-hmm. uh, well before I moved here. Yeah. You know, uh, they were like still in that transition phase of toning it down. Oh <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. They're like, I'm like, you know, we. I'm just always used to like being on point, and they're yeah. like, God, dude, just out here, just chill, man. <laughs> and like, I've only, I've never had a fight out here. Really? Never had a. I have had words like twice. Okay. And, and like, you know, I was going out a lot when, especially when I was single. It's a very Different energy, no, and, it and is. especially because you're in the nightlife. You're yeah, in the clubs yeah. a lot, DJ, and you you would see it more than anybody. You know what? Yeah, because the only time I got into a fight out here was I was not working, and it was outside a punk bar you, you in were, Long oh. Beach. Well, dude, <laughs> well, I, look, I'll go to Long Beach. I go, I can go yeah. to like the hood in Long Beach, no problem. Mm-hmm. The punk bars, I don't want to go to because mm-hmm. there's all those like Nazi lowrider gangs and Public Enemy number one gangs yeah. down there. Those dudes. Long uh, Beach is such an odd place to me because it's like I tried to describe it to people like back in my hometown. I'm like, okay, I'm like just. Imagine like a white dude with a bald head with a bowler cap. You lost me in bald <laughs> listen, head. Listen, and he's got like cut off. He'll have like a sh- cut off shirt, and it'll be like a punk band, but we'll be riding in a low rider with a pit bull, and he'll yeah. be bumping NWA or something. It's, it's like confusing. such a random, it's but confusing. it's like this weird punk gangster surfer culture. But it's yeah. and it's exclusive to Long Beach. Yeah, I mean, the, well, that mm. they get a little more scrappy down there. So. Oh yeah. 
obviously. You obviously walked out unscathed to a degree, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, the guys I was walking around with were two buddies because I used to box and do kickboxing. Oh, dude, so you got all <laughs> you got all Tong Po on that. Yeah, ass, yeah. Dude. Well, they picked me because my two buddies, one is six four and the other one's six five. Jeez, and so it's, me. yeah, it's like five eight me, and then these two guys. And so the second biggest guy went after me, not knowing younger me was super aggressive and had a yeah. chip on my shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've seen so, you get heated in certain environments. Yeah. Too, so. so so yeah, and it, I think it threw him off because he tried to throw my head through a uh, through a window. Jesus, dude. and that's when I kind of woke up because I was drunk, and that's what woke me up. So me up real quick. Yeah, yeah, it does. The adrenaline like kicked in, and like all the training you go through starts kicking in. So so what were you trained kickboxing? Yeah, I did boxing, kickboxing, uh, wrestling in school, and then jujitsu. What was the first one? Uh, the first one was wrestling. This is the most Joe Rogan esque my podcast <laughs> I'll ever get. I, I I have minimal fighting training as well, but I don't. Uh, we're not going to go down a long court. I was just curious because as a DJ uh-huh. and like I've worked in nightclubs too, and I you know coming out as a music performer too, mm-hmm. people drinking wild and f- energy oh, fighting. Yeah. So like if I was in a position where I'm like DJing a few nights a week like you, I'd yeah. be inclined to like know a thing or two. I think, yeah, yeah, that that makes me feel better. I don't know a lot of DJs that fight to be honest. But. Well, hopefully you don't have to. You're up in the DJ booth. Yeah, you're like yeah. perched above <laughs> safe. You get to come in and out through the back, <laughs> but. I mean, what did what did you what was the first one? High school wrestling? Uh, yeah, it was like junior high wrestling. That's where I started out. And so. then when, when, when I, and then as I became an adult, I took up uh, Wing Chun Kung Fu. Ooh, look <laughs> at you, mad so, Joe Rogan. He's yeah, talking about that. So. Shit. We like you, Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. Obviously, you, I know you're not listening, but but uh, it was just it's effective. It also it's because the whole story was like it was made for a woman because and it, you know because really it, yeah originally supposed to be in, made for a woman sexist yeah it's 2020 <laughs> man but it's super effective. And it cuts away all the animal stuff, and it's supposed to be so you can basically use speed, and you can take out people who are bigger than you without having oh, a lot of power. That's, and like, I think it's important to like, if you are training anything, like, what's going to be the best for me? Yeah. So exactly. if you're a dude that's like, you know, carries a five eight, probably like, I don't know, I can't guess weight for shit. Just any, any, anywhere between 135 yeah. and 140. So pounds. you might be scrapping <laughs> with some bigger dudes. That makes oh. sense to learn something that works for that. I'm always scrapping with bigger dudes. <laughs> 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 always. It never. I had one fight with one guy my side in my entire life and Shit. it was amazing oh, <laughs> i'm a big dude so like i've yeah. I fought dudes bigger than me and i'm like oh god yeah, i thought yeah. this was supposed to be easy like yeah. that's not cool yeah. i mean i uh I, I trained uh well i was really little i trained shaolin kempo karate oh nice that was cool nice. that was more because me and my boys were just watching mad martial arts movies okay and there was like one of those was in the neighborhood so mm-hmm. we like i don't think that was the best thing but you're eight yeah. nine ten eleven whatever but when i was in my 20s living in new york um, Wait, can I guess? You're from Boston. Yeah. Is it boxing? No, 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 no. no. I thought, dude, I'm about to surprise you, dude. Okay. I thought every white dude in Boston <laughs> had to box. I thought that's just how it went uh, down. Inadvertently. <laughs> I, I, but I, I trained, um, I wanted something like, I wasn't trying to get all meditative with the gi mm-hmm. and the belts and spiritual, although that probably would have been good for me emotionally. Okay. I wanted something that was like super efficient in these, and I've been in enough fights in dangerous situations where I wanted yeah. something really uh, practical and applicable. Yeah, yeah. And so I started training Krav Maga. Ah, yeah. And that yeah. shit was like such a, just the workout alone was gnarly, yeah. hardcore, but it was like, they were teaching me things that I was like, man, I could have used this in this one situation. Oh, I was yeah. in super real, the way that yeah. we would train. And I liked that, you know, uh, that was like something like, that was my equivalent of like you learning the Wing Chun. Like yeah. it was about taking out bigger dudes. This was like, how do I fight out of a corner with two guys where I get <laughs> yoked from behind or this guy's got a gun? Or, yeah, you know? yeah. So I felt I felt really in good shape physically, but I, I felt more like prepared ever that after that training. Mm-hmm. I've only gotten to use it in like one fight though or something or maybe two situations. I'm hoping to not ever have to use it. Yeah, but, of you course. Know, but it, it was... 
I don't know if you ever experienced this when you were practicing or training or sparring or whatever. Like, okay, yeah, you know you're doing it in mm-hmm. class, but how do you know how to like make it click when it's fucking go time? Oh yeah, you know? yeah. And I, the first time I used the Krabba thing, I was in a bar brawl in Brooklyn, and it was a guy bigger than me too. I okay. turned out to know who he was later, but <laughs> it I it, it was like it went right into reactionary mode, and I was like so thankful. I don't yeah. know if that was just from a couple years of doing it or yeah. what. No, it is. I mean, the muscle memory comes around. That's why you have to practice it over and over. And the thing I like about Krav is because they're all about realism. Yeah. So I like the fact that, you know, they, it, it can get a little wild in sparring. I've seen Krav sparring before. Yeah. yeah. You can't really do too much. Cause yeah. Because you can't. Too aggressive. Throat, groin, yeah, eyes, yeah. not I really. I can't stomp you out and run. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I've, uh, I would say that I did have a really good teacher named Mike Pop. And, um, was this up in Fresno? This is yeah, up in Fresno. And he's trained actually some uh, some people that have made it into like uh, they, the WEC before it got absorbed by uh, UFC. Okay. One of the champs used to come up there, a guy named Doug Marshall, Doug the Rhino. And he's like the light Doug heavyweight Doug the Rhino. Champ. Yeah. So, uh, but he would give us a really effective way of doing everything. He wasn't about like, let's, you know, Muay, it wasn't Muay Thai in the very traditional sense. He basically distilled a lot of it to, this is what's going to actually work in a real fight. So, mm, yeah. I never was sure about his background, but I started to think he had some background in law enforcement. I'm not sure, but clearly he had, he had been somewhere where he had used this multiple times. So. I think when you have to use it in like real life, you just sharp. Like the dude who trained me in Krav, yeah. he was in the Mossad in Israel oh, for like 10 yeah. years. Like I think probably killed some motherfuckers. Probably. <laughs> yeah. I always say this on the podcast, but I remember being like years later on a flight, um, flying somewhere, and, and I was just watching the TV on an airplane, and mm-hmm. it was like that show Doomsday Preppers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And some guy was like training and getting all scared. And his instructor was my fucking instructor. Oh, really? I was like, oh, shit. I probably scared the woman sitting next to me in the plane because I was like, yeah! Like, what the fuck? But, uh, yeah, no, the uh, Mike Pop was actually really, we called him Pop, so he was really good about, he would do these drills where you would have to literally put your back against the wall and yeah. you couldn't move off the wall and somebody could attack you That's and you had to dope. figure out how to get like, out of it. So, uh, and, and he would also like literally exhaust you before you'd ever do any kind of form training. That's probably smart because yeah. right then you're like working off pure... Well, yeah, he explained it to me because I asked him one day, why don't we ever just come in and do form? Like, man, you get so exhausted by the time I barely hold my hands up. And he goes, yeah, he goes, I want it. You I can teach it to you, you know, when you're ready and you have all this energy He goes. But then when you get tired in a fight, you know, if you're in the ring or something like that, you won't actually I want to know you're going to react correctly. So he goes, if I teach you when you're tired, Mm -hmm. it'll be super easy for you when you're not. And then when you're the smart way. Yeah. And then when you're actually tired, the muscle memory will kick in and you'll still be there. So, yeah, dude, that's smart. Yeah. I mean, it worked when my my first fight, my first uh, not this is in in a ring. Like a train. What, yeah. kind of, what kind of fight was this? Uh, it was a, just a straight kickboxing, a straight oh, Muay Thai okay. fight. How are your shins feel? Actually, <laughs> oh, they were they're dead before you ever start your first match. <laughs> like your elbows, your shins, all that's already dead. So, uh, but I went down because um, I trailed off like eight pounds that week to fight this dude, and I was so mad because he didn't show up. Ah. So my pops being the guy that he is, he's like, hey, so here's the thing. Your guy didn't show up, but it was like tournament style. So he says, look, so you can either not fight or you can fight up two weight classes. And so, oh, whoa, dude, two yeah, weight classes? Yeah, so, but knowing the type of guy he is, I'm like, he's not going to respect me if I don't. <laughs> so Masculinity, like, man. Yeah, so I'm like, let's just do this. I was, just, I was more mad that I lost eight pounds that week to take this fight yeah. as opposed to just being walking at my normal weight. So... What'd you do to lose the weight? Uh, trash bags and running and shit? Uh, you know, actually, to keep weight on, I have to have a really, really steady regimen. So as soon as I get done working out, I eat two big plain bean burritos. And so that, and before I get home, and then I. That's right at the gym. You yeah, eat. like, I'm like, we leave, I smash these two bean burritos, then we drive home. 
then I drink muscle milk, then I eat my din- my dinner, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, all I did was take those two bean burritos off and just do a little bit more cardio. And like every day, I was losing like you know two thirds of a pound or Shit, something like that. So, so yeah. But anyway, what I was saying is I got knocked like I got knocked really hard in the first one because I did something I wasn't supposed to. So the homeboy back kicked me in my. What do you mean? Like like you, you broke a rule? Uh no. So when somebody kicks you, when they kick basically at like waist height, yeah. just a like normal side kick, you're supposed to grab their leg and scoop it, and you hold it right here. So then they're hopping around on one leg, and then you can punch them, you can sweep them. Uh. What I did is something I used to do in practice where uh, I would wait, I'd stay a little bit back, and when they go for this kick, I'd smack their foot so they turn around i run in and just punch them yeah in the face. it sounds like a good idea <laughs> yeah. is that not allowed uh no it's allowed it's just that i did that and it worked and he he like recoiled from me back on his one foot but then he panicked and through the the same foot that went by me yeah. he, he his heel he came backward he like he back kicked me i'm trying to describe yeah. this yeah i know i radio. think i can understand so yeah he like the the kick went in front his toe touched the ground and he immediately went with his back kick Mm. Out of and it wasn't like he did it on purpose. It was like a fear thing. It was like a fear reaction. Caught me right in the diaphragm. So I'm like, he said diaphragm. Yeah, so that's like, where all the breathing goes down. Yeah, bro. so I'm immediately on the ground. You know, like when you get hit with the ball, you're like, <laughs> yo. And so, understand though, this is 12 seconds into the fight. Oh <laughs> shit! Like, like, this is not even. And all I kept thinking, I'm on the ground. I'm like, oh my god, Carrie. Like this is embarrassing. My girlfriend's here. My my friends oh, are here. Yo, dude. And I'm sucking wind. I'm like, okay. Get it together. Get it together. And I, I can't even talk. And they're going to call it because you know, the refs count. One, two, three. Uh, and I'm like, and I'm out of nowhere, I'm like, you have to speak. I said, I'm okay. Oh. And then I got up and I was so angry. <laughs> it's just like, I'm going to kill this dude. I'm going to kill him. Fuck I'm going to kill yeah. him in front of his family. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Don't ever ask this dude for a request in the club. Yeah, yeah exactly. Don't ask Gary for nothing. Mm. Dude. So he did it after I did. It, I did it the correct way because he. I could. He was pretty slow about his kick, so I could tell it was coming. So the next time I did catch his foot, oh. he went with the same kick. And so I caught his foot. I caught his foot. He's hopping around. I punched him in the face, and then I swept him. Like I swept his other foot out, and then pushed him down at the same time. How so. long did it take you to rec- like? Did you have to wait to the next round before you could breathe right again? Uh no, uh they had to rinse my mouthpiece off and that gave With blood? me blood. No, just because it was on the ground. It was like on the <laughs> yeah. How do I say <laughs> no, it, it like that? <laughs> no, it was just on the mat. So they're like, let me oh, rinse it off. So while they're yeah. rinsing it off, it gave me Don't, enough time to recover. You don't want to get staph infection to the lips. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll I mean, dude, everybody. getting hit like right in the, in the diaphragm, the windpipe, the sternum, yeah. whatever. Yeah, dude, it like that that that. It might not hurt yeah. as much as like the face or the whatever, but yeah. like the fact that you're having this breathing subdued is like oh, dude, that shit. Yeah, I remember when I was young training in Kempo Karate, dude. My man Josh Dorsey, probably I haven't seen him in years, probably doesn't listen to my podcast. But if he's out there, he'll vouch for this. We had this instructor, and I remember this fucking guy's name is Stuart. Okay, this cocksucker had like slick black hair and a mustache, handlebar, no oh, thing. But nice. he was like not. He was in good shape, you know. Young, I was mean, probably like my age now. Yeah, but he looked like a sleazebag, dude. He was always like hitting on the moms. He was a <laughs> okay. scumbag. He later got in char- trouble for throwing somebody through a window and in, in harassing sexually a woman. Charles Barkley he, style yeah. through so, throw somebody through a window. Like, so yeah. this dude, we're like, he's teaching shit, right? Mm-hmm. And he picks me, and I'm like nine, dude, oh. maybe ten. And when I was little, oh. I was much skinnier and small. Uh huh. And whatever, he's like showing the classes and fucking roundhouse kicks me, but with like his, to land with his front foot is the oh, showing. No. He does it in my little fucking nine, 10 year old sternum, dude. Jung Jake the snake goes down. Uh-huh. And like, I wasn't like crying. I, I was like you. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. And like, he's like, okay. And he picks me up and like, doesn't even look at me and like keeps going on the lesson. Oh. Like, oh, for Jesus like an hour, Christ. dude. Yeah, this grown man. He's like a fucking 10th degree black belt, Jesus dude. Christ. And I think he did it because there was some women, I swear to God, dude, in the, in the, 
the waiting room you could see the shit like yeah. I, either these are young moms trying to like okay. maybe single moms maybe not even single moms this yeah. guy's a scumbag yeah. dude <laughs> Stuart if you're out there listen to my fucking podcast <laughs> man you look like a date rapist then but yeah dude he kicked the wind out of me dude so wait you think he was trying to impress the moms by kicking a child well cause he would look, keep looking <laughs> yeah. back at the, the waiting room all the time and like you know he just not like just showing his form and being yeah, all good yeah. and like you know we would spar in classes amongst, and he would even show us things but dude he hit me hard wow. maybe I was a little bitch ass 10 year old but dude a grown man's fucking I think it's a pretty good general rule not to kick children yeah, you know? like, yeah. So. I mean this is like the 90s so a lot yeah. different I don't yeah, know yeah yeah we can't do that now. I miss the '90s. I was real colorful back then. You were bright color, bright oh yeah, bright colors and rayon and stuff. I'm like, like dude, that. It was fucking. It was hard to be a. And I was a young white kid doing a lot of wild dressing like that yeah. back then. But I still couldn't dress as bold as I wanted because dudes uh-huh. were getting jacked and shit. You yeah, know? yeah. But man, I I did have some bold colors and some bold shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I never had I never had like starter shit or Jordans or anything when I was little. That was like guaranteed you were getting. I mean, tougher kids than me were getting robbed for that shit. God, I so, never started. You just gave me a flashback to those parkas. You didn't even shiny, need the acid yeah, for the flashback. Yeah, <laughs> that sh- those shiny starter jackets yeah, and the big zip, parkas the, the and all that. Yeah, the one that zipped down to your chest. In Boston, yeah. it was very common. Um, g- neighborhood gangs that would form, like, like legit gangs, mm-hmm. they would like, have um, whatever the sports team is that first letter represented their block or their project okay. or hood would okay. adopt. Or sometimes they would just go with other gangs that not even affiliated with the name. So okay. you'd see, like, the Raiders, you know, like... You'd see like the the Astros, like say certain like 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 you know certain yeah. colors you couldn't wear, like wear that wow. sports one, and so it's like oh man, Ugh. I mean I did see that in Fresno, like the gang violence kicked up big time. Oh, I mean yeah, you I mean you guys have like gang. Boston doesn't have like Bloods and Crips and in Norteños and Yeah, it's different. Like, it's more like this gang is from here. This is the H Block gang. This okay. is the MIC gang. Okay. And, you know, I mean there's like Latin Kings and, and okay. shit, but you guys don't have nationally affiliated gangs. I mean now there is. <laughs> Now yeah. there's bloods and shit, but it's yeah. really like local based gangs, you I know. Um, and they would use these sporting uh, affiliated garments to distinguish themselves. You like how I said that? Yeah, I did. That was I impressive. almost stuttered, dude. I don't know. I've been trying to get this fucking. I got a little food in my teeth after serving. I've been trying to pick it out with a toothpick while podcasting. Probably the most dickhead move for my listeners, but. I've been trying to remember. I've been. I wrote down a bunch of stories, so every time. Oh, you've got talk, good stories. Oh yeah. Man. You know what? <laughs> yeah. Yo, Carrie is one of the more prepared guests i have <laughs> you know and not that i ever asked my guests to prepare but the fact that you did is good yeah. some people like you know you'll hit me with a question i might have a story on my fucking tip of my tongue and i'm mm-hmm. spacing out i sometimes will have questions for certain guests or certain mm-hmm. things i like to go off the cuff that's my, okay. that's my strength well yeah like i said i got plenty of stories i can tell oh, you sure. so all right yeah so there was a time in there i was kickboxing yes i did that and you was doing the mma thing and then everybody asked me why you why, why'd you stop i'm like because you have to do that like five days a week and yeah, you, you trying know, to spin some records and make some moves dude i'm just not trying to get beat up constantly you know, yeah even like, when you <laughs> win you really lose we're yeah, the rosie yeah. perez dude i saw one of the guys who was like a former champ up there and i wa- rolled by him at the grocery store and he's walking with his wife and his kids and he had just gotten fucked up the day before and i'm like i don't want to live that life when i'm walking with my daughter and my and my lady yeah, and i'm man. just like walking to the grocery store completely dude just, yo he looked like that guy from what was that movie mask in the 80s? oh yeah yeah shit. <laughs> like it's just all i mean dude up. i remember when i was younger uh, a friend of mine started doing the mma shit and like mm-hmm. and this isn't like the you know when i was in my 20s yeah and i seen him at some fucking venue at night in boston and he's got his arm and a sling and a cash oh, he's yeah. like yeah dude i just had my first fight i won i was like mm-hmm. you won fuck i've never did that shit yeah, yeah. i don't like fighting anyway. I've only okay. fought out of like pure necessity for yeah. self-preservation. I'm not 
antagonistic and I'm violent. I'm not aggressive. I'm not a tough guy. So the thought of doing that on the reg, when I was training, I just I, I did spar in some tournaments for karate when I was okay. young. But obviously can't do, like you said, karate with God tournaments. Yeah. But that was more just for my own well-being. Yeah. But I don't want to yeah, I don't want to get fucked up on the reg. Keeps yeah. you humble and shit. Yeah, for sure. But I've been hit enough in the face. I know what it feels like. I'm not <laughs> yeah. a dick. I'm not out here starting fights. Yeah. And like you said, yeah, going to go get some groceries with your girl. You gotta go pick up <laughs> yeah. some kale and some eggs and shit from the fucking grocery store. One eye is like yeah. a fucking knot, dude. Ears all cauliflowered yeah. out. And those things, if I'm mistaken, please correct me. The mm-hmm. cauliflower ear, that's just permanent, right? Uh, or well, it inflames constantly, no? Yeah, so you can get it drained and like scraped oh, out. Oh man, yeah. But the, you have to wait till you're like basically done fighting. Because if you're gonna, you mean keep, your career is done? Yeah, when your career is done, you can go back and you can get all that done. But that's why they don't get it done. Because some people will get it like the first couple of times. They'll you know get it drained out and scraped out. Ah. But again, it's just gonna come back. So until you're ready to be yeah. done with fighting, you might as well just or wrestling. You were probably like the most toughest uh, DJ I know because <laughs> you got all this martial arts training. Have you ever like had to use it at a DJ gig? Um, or coming out? Of, I mean, you're coming out of clubs at night. You got money. You get cash. Sometimes no, you get... I haven't had to do it. Usually, you know how like you learn. Just like, um, you know, you've been in enough situations that you kind of get it. You know when you're in one of those situations. Like one day I was leaving the club and I went to a uh, Bank of America. You were I'm DJing like, this night? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I just didn't want to keep all this cash on me. And yeah. I had like cash for like three days on me. So it was way uh-huh. too much money to be walking around with. So I went up to this B of A, and uh, there was a guy sitting in a car waiting, and I couldn't figure out why he was waiting. And so I just walk uh. up there, and this dude is at the ATM. And I uh, go to the, and the ATMs were on, like, two Corner. corners yeah. of the bank. So I go to the other side. So he's on the one side. I go to a different wall to use the ATM. And homeboy comes up, and he's like, oh, hey, man, uh, you know, you got any – he, he, he pulled his card out of the ATM, I thought. And he comes up to me, like, hey, man, you know, you spare some change, whatever. I'm like, nah, dude, I'm going to be cash on me. And he's like, oh, okay, cool, cool. And, uh, and he's got like a little bag, like a plastic bag with him and a jacket. And oh. he goes and just sits on the rail, like maybe about 15 feet to the right of me and behind me. And he just sits there. And I'm like, as I'm about to go into the ATM, and I'm like, he's really just going to watch me. And I'm thinking, is this fool really going to just wait for me to like pull money out and then say, oh, hey, I can have some money now. Like, I'm going to give him a 20. Yeah. But – it was such an odd situation that, you know, I'm like, I thought about it too, because I was going to turn, turn and say something to him, but I'm like, you know what? It's possible this guy has a weapon on him. I don't really need to get into this. Yeah. So I just end up just, I just walked away. I'm like, Smart I just went, yeah, in I'm that like, case. let me just, I'm like, let me, so I just, let me just do like, I'm pretending like doing a balance check, pull my, pull my card out and just left. But, uh, but usually, like I said, now I just avoid it. You know, not, yeah. I'm not trying to fight anybody, yeah, yeah, of but, not. <laughs> but I can't think of a time where I would say that the fighting has helped me be confident and secure enough. So I don't react. Yeah. The, yeah. That's you know, a smart, smart way to look at it. Dude. So yeah. Usually that's the thing. Cause if people sense that, you know, people are animals, they sense those nerves, especially people that are looking for victims. Yeah. They, they can smell it. So as long as you don't have that smell, they don't want to, or that oh, yeah. vibe, they don't want to mess with dude you, so. for sure. So sure. all I kept thinking is like, I need to, first of all, I can't have this guy behind me for too long. So I remember looking at him because I wanted him to know I could see him. And then I just, you know, and he just stood there. And so I'm like, I really thought about it because I was angry. I'm now I'm angry. Yeah. I have to do this. So I'm like, no, I thought I'm never going to upset you, man. Yeah. Because I'm like, do you want to, I'm like, so I was just going to straight out ask him, can I help you, dude? Because I've said that to people before. Yeah, and he's, yeah, but yeah. I'm like, no, because this fool might have a knife in that plastic bag or, <laughs> or a gun or a and Especially like <laughs> if I'm in a position like that where it's like, just say I'm not going to the ATM and, and I'm, I don't know what I'm doing, but it's the same situation. Yeah. I might be more apt to be confrontational now yeah. if I know I have whatever amount of money on me. Yeah. I don't want it to 
A gets stolen or B like lose it. Or it's just too much to jeopardize. Yeah. So I'll play quiet and humble in that situation, strictly yeah. to protect my financial. You game. know what? I realized too. I told the worst story about that because I could have told you the time that I got. Tell it. me the other story, no, dude. So tell that the juicy bar brawl. One. That bar brawl. When you were you, DJing? Yeah, I was DJing, and this bar brawl. This actually was. It was fine. There was a bunch of. Uh, it was funny because I had actually stopped working at this club because it was getting too dangerous. To DJ, you don't yeah, and DJ I was like, though. you know what, I can't be there. Even though the owner's like, you know, I, I love you, man. You got, it's like you can feel the music in your heart. You do play well with the crowd. I'm like, yeah, but this place was getting get more and more gangster every week. So I remember, I'm like, I just need to stop working at this place. So, <laughs> so I stopped working there. Literally two weeks after I stopped working there, somebody got shot and killed. Oh hell yeah! And like, and the people that were suspects were people that I'd seen every week. Regulars. That were actually fine with me. Like, hey, what's up, Karen? Well, actually, they called me, I'm going to tell you, that they used to call me Zeus was my DJ name. Zeus. And I didn't make it up. That's the thing. It was handed down. And I never told anybody the name, but somehow it kept following me. That's why when I moved here, I'm like, I'm just Carrie. (laughs) Like, I'm leaving Zeus ain't bad. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow, so I'm like, I I say, you know, I'm not doing this, uh, this club anymore. And two weeks later, literally, they beat this guy, and somebody walked up and shot him while he was on the ground. And all because he tried to break up a fight between two ladies. Yeah. So, and all the suspects were people I like. I know that dude. I know that dude. I know yeah. that dude. I see these people regularly. So I'm working at this other club that's a little bit more. It's more north and like a safe, allegedly safer area, but it's still Fresno. So yeah. the fight is always possible. I, I can't imagine what the nicer area is. Yeah. So I'm up there. I'm working, and some of the people from that club were at this club. But it's this girl I used to talk to. That she's super nice. She's a tall. She's tall, but in like kind of Amazon has some Amazon to her but she's very ladylike everything she's a very much a lady and so she's like oh my god I can't believe you're here you know she goes yeah that place got too dangerous we left and you know I'm like so I left and so her and her friends are having a good time but the group of people was very diverse now once that's important right the group of people was white black Mexican Asian like everybody's in this group they're celebrating a birthday and so they're having a good time having a good time then this group of people comes in and it's like it's these four women and one dude. And, okay, I'm going to say their race is not – their ethnicity is not – this isn't a racist thing. It's just that you it's, – it's important to the story. So it's all good, so You're all damaged goods. It's so, all yeah, good. So, yeah, it's, so it's like uh, – they're all Mexican. And so it's like four Mexican girls and one Mexican guy. And the guy's fucking up because he's trying to talk to every girl in there. And so I'm like, dude, oh, you got to pick your one. <laughs> you got to pick your one if you're going to go home or just, you know, stay back and one of them will come towards you. So they're going and – one of the girls has some issue with one of the girls that I know, the you know the girl that I knew, one of her friends. So everything it, it kept building, kept building. The girl I knew and her friends tried to wave it off. It kept escalating. Next thing you know, these girls are fighting on the dance floor. Girl fight. Man. Yeah. So they're fighting. They're fighting. I um, I run out there and uh, and uh, oh no, I take the, the bouncer runs out there. He's breaking it up. And so I go and I'm like, you know, I'm trying to help him because it's these girls are fighting and, you know, nobody bothers you when you're staff, you know, like everybody knows you're staff. You, did you, would you come from the, the DJ booth to yeah, do this? Yeah. So you left the, was the music still playing? Yeah. Music still playing. So you just <laughs> ran out. <laughs> so okay. Just ran out and I'm helping him Multitasking. Out. Yeah. So, so he's like, gets me. He's like, Hey, he goes, look, you five got to go get the fuck out, blah, blah. So he breaks the fight up. And this one girl goes like this. She goes, one of the girls points at this other girl and she goes, no, fuck that. You and me. Fuck you. I still fuck her, whatever. Runs around the bouncer <laughs> to find this because he's got these other two girls. She runs around the bouncer and me to go running at this black chick that I can, me and the bouncer talked about this afterwards. I cannot, cannot, cannot understate how gorgeous this woman was. She was so gorgeous, wearing like bare midriff, like, you know, she had like a skirt on. Great like, times. Bare midriff, yeah. But she was so hot. And 
all this rage came out of her. Like she was all tensed up all over her body. Like she's powering up like from Dragon Ball Z or something like that. <laughs> and this girl runs at her full, like mid, mid stride. This black girl picks her fist up and lays this chick out. And she, she did that thing you see in movies where she hits she her She would have turned her flat. Yeah. And, and the girl's like feet move yeah, forward. Yeah. They're still going. Like she's levitating. Yeah. And she's like, boom, and lays this chick out. And the fight breaks out all over again. Oh, <laughs> so now the fight's going on. We're like, God damn it. So we're all like oh, trying to break it up. <laughs> and so, so then, you know, I'm in it. And that's where I would say this has happened a few times where I've been in the middle of a fight and the fight training helped me avoid getting punched. Yeah. So, because I've had it too, where somebody was running at somebody else, and I was trying to help them break up a fight, and I'm like, I don't know how this dude doesn't see this this 220 pound man running at him, but I just stepped out of the way because I'm like, I'll, I'll help with the fight, but I'm not trying to get yeah. hit. Oh, I gotta so, go yeah. chase the song. You yeah, back. yeah, yeah. So, but I was saying that that's what I would say. Like that fight with the girls ended up being an all bar brawl, dude, all bar brawl. Oh it's man, class. The, the best part about it is my uh, somebody bumped my friend's mom, and that's actually with. Oh, dude, but my yeah, mom, yeah. it's on, so, dude. You but my mom, I'm coming out of my wheelchair. Now, the on your reason ass. the ethnicities are important is because literally everybody was like, you had, they thought that it was only the black people that were in that group, not realizing that group was black, Mexican, white, Asian <clears throat> people. So it they was thought the Captain they, Planet of Racist. Yeah, they thought everybody coming together. Yeah, but they thought those, the, Voltron, I think, those what five I people thought they were just fighting the few black chicks, oh. not realizing that whole group was Yo, together. You got everybody together. Yeah, so I'm like, that's where the word work. Their, so their racism <laughs> led to them getting their asses kicked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah shit. So. Yeah, race. Yeah. Yeah. Picking blanket general yeah. statements yeah. are always like wind up bad, especially in fighting situations. Oh yeah, my favorite part too of that whole fight was one of the girls was on top of one of the 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 five that started this fight. Yell, she's hitting her. She's on top of her, hitting her like MMA mm. style. She's mounting her, just hitting her, and she goes, mm. "Why you got me fucked up? Why I you love got it. me fucked yeah. up? Why you gonna like?" Yeah. <laughs> I'm so confused. Yo, girl, this is probably sexist. I guess I don't care. I don't really. I don't even like watching fights anymore. Not not like mm -hmm. a not a, a, a organized yeah, match. Yeah. I mean like street fights oh, and shit. No, no. And I really don't like watching female fight, no. girl fight. I can't. I don't know if I'm no. even allowed to say female. No, yeah, no, girls dudes fight. I can work like man. He deserved that shit. Yeah, but yeah woman is watching, not like my girl. I've seen my girl like fucking some chicks up. And uh -huh. like, in the moment, I'm just like, all right, I'm just making sure this doesn't escalate. And yeah. there's like you know just that girl. I'm a boyfriend now. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, no, I know. Or That's like, or the thing. bouncers like, dude, you better. I'm gonna drag your. Oh no, I'll take her out of here. <laughs> she fucking fought this chick. It's over. Dude, my I had an ex 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 girlfriend who is the most like nice looking, Sex in the City type looking woman. She she hit a guy to get me not to fight him because she watched me get into a fight one time, oh, wow. and so she was into it, but not at the, at the same time. Uh, Shit. And only because during the fight I pulled my shirt off, I was that guy. Oh, but no. I understand. I understand because I'd always seen that guy in the fight. He rips his shirt off. But it was just because I just Skate. bought that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so the oh, previous yeah. fight I had been in, it got that fight outside long <laughs> somebody ripped it. So I'm like, shit, I just bought this shirt. So I like, I'm pissed off. And I'm like, fuck you, whatever. And I yeah, like, you walk ruined over, my shirt. I'm like, let me take this shirt off. I just Did you Hulk Hogan it? it? Yeah, no. No, 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 no. I just bought oh, it. That's, that's right. the whole that's point. So yeah, I'm like, rip it off, throw it, walk over. I'm like, all right. And then I fought this dude. Oh, but, that's so bad. So she saw me get into that, and so somebody tried to uh, push me that I knew from some other old stuff. I didn't even, didn't even recognize him. You a fighting ass motherfucker, Karen. <laughs> you a fighting. Not anymore. Not anymore. And so he uh, he pushed me in the middle of the bar, in the middle of like the dance floor in Vegas. And I'm like, how do I run into this dude? <coughs> oh, Vegas. And, um, and he's a real, he was a real punk, though, because he actually tried to – he would get all crazy and abusive with this girl I was going out with. Oh. And so I set him straight one time. Hell yeah. And so uh, – but his friends were around. 
And so now he wants to get bad because he thought I was he thought I was alone too. But I, my friends just weren't around He's me. He's very tough in a pack. Man. Exactly. But my my girlfriend at the time, who's this nice you know professional woman, Susan. Yeah. <laughs> Rebecca. She, she pushes him back and pushes me back. She's like, "You're not fighting," and then pushes the guy back, and he keeps coming and she <laughs> smacks the shit out of him. <laughs> and to show, because I'm like, and to show what a punk he was, he took it because I'm. I think he realized, you know, as, as abusive as he would be to you know somebody in his family, I think another woman just smacking the shit out of him really, you know, like uh, he didn't know how to handle it, yeah. you know. Well, she, so, she girl wasn't worried that she he was gonna smack her. Well, back. I think she knew if he touched her, then I'm gonna, you know what yeah, I mean? But like, still, like, yeah, no, I was like bad. Every I was shocked. Everybody was shocked by it. If you knew her, this was such a not in her character. But yeah, she like pushed the guy, smacked the crap out of him, told me to stand back, told him to get back. <laughs> like, dude, yeah. you really want to scare the guy? Don't take off, take your pants off. Yeah, shit. yeah. If I'm about to fight. Some dude takes yeah. his pants off first. I'm like, this guy's crazy. All I'm out of here. Yeah. Oh yeah, but I was gonna tell you too. Even before that, all my random ass stuff that I used to do. So prior to this, I. I, my, I want my life to be very interesting. So I'm like, that I want it to be at the book. Like, I want it to be like a book at the end of it. I'm like, I did every chapter of some different stuff I did. So I did the kickboxing. For a minute, I was like a, uh, um, I was a personal assistant to a porn star. What? So, uh, you all know A female him or a male? A male. His name is Shawn Michaels. So, oh, yeah. I just know the name because yeah. it's fucking the wrestler The name. funny thing about it is he was, he was so prominent and so famous that Shawn Michaels from WWE or a WWF at the time sued him. Yeah, I thought him. so. They sued him for his name, but he but spells it differently. Don't no, he? he. It wasn't that that saved him. He does spell it differently, but he existed before the wrestler. Ha, dude! I, <laughs> so, I own Jake the Snake. Speaking nice. of wrestling, yeah, but I own Jake the Snake in quotes. He owns Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, nice! Yeah. I was wondering about that because I'm like, I got a good lawyer. Lawyer, shout out to Aaron Silverstein, <laughs> man. That's my guy. So yeah, I worked at this place called KSXRadio.com, <laughs> which is now it's gone now. But it would gave it actually before podcasts were like a thing. It's like talk it gave radio, online radio shows. To porn stars before Playboy TV did it. TV did it, and now we just call them podcasts. It's <laughs> true. So you would go Fancy to a studio it. and all this other stuff, and so I was set up in there, and uh, that took me on some real wild adventures because I'm like super young. I already already looked young, so me in my early twenties looked like I was in high school. So I'm ha hanging out with all these porn stars, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, why is why is this person all hyper touching their nose all the time? And I'm Gosh, like, oh, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. That's when I learned about cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> so, is, are you are you DJing at the time now? Is this before? No, dude. This is before I, the I told music. you DJing. I also I used to be the manager of a video game store. So like a GameStop. Yeah, uh, I was game crazy before they got disbanded or whatever. So before they went under, and I was just doing that. And then when the economy crashed, I was sitting on unemployment. People tried to get me back into that. But I'm like, I'm not doing retail. So I think I told you I had um, I literally one of my roommates, one of my best friends who passed away. His name was Glenn. AKA DJ Poopa Funk, who's an awesome DJ, taught me how to DJ over the course of like a couple of days. And it was really because somebody else was teaching, he was teaching somebody else and he said, Hey, help me with do this drill with him where you guys mix one one of you each each one of you has a turntable and you mix in back and forth into each other's songs. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I learned that and he taught me something else like the next day. And then I just lied. <laughs> so, like, so, like on what are you, like applications yeah i just went in i started I, I applied for this job i saw on craigslist lied to him told him i had done it before <laughs> who who checks dj references i just said That's i'm like true. yeah so i lied and then that was nine years ago oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah so That's yeah so hey, man you ever seen that show? What's it called? Mad Men? Don Draper? Yeah. He got that advertising job. Motherfucker had no experience. Exactly. No motherfucking <laughs> bachelor's degree, no master's degree. He yeah. bullshitted his way in. If, yo, Donald Trump bullshitted his way in. In the presidency, yeah. You can talk the talk, dude. You can often end up walking the walk oh, yeah. later. Oh, like, yeah. Confidence. Dude, I've done a lot of things. Uh, 
the same manner in which you acquired your DJ career. Um, you know, not and even more skilled shit I do. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't tell a publisher, hey, I can write a book. I had to say, hey, I have yeah. a book. But I, a lot of other things I've done that before. That yeah. touring job I do when I tour, I was given that job with oh, yeah. zero experience. Shout out to your experience. book. <laughs> Shout out to your book. <laughs> and I had to do that shit. Yeah. And learn and on the, my feet after bullshitting. Yeah. Sometimes man, it's it's a good way to learn. But you know what I think is too, co- well, confident people just don't have the same amount of fear. You know what I mean? Like some people I know that they know it to, they know this particular thing, but they're so nervous about it. Yeah, they'll psych you out. Even doing mm-hmm. things you've done a million times. Oh, yeah. Like every episode of what? Like it cracks me up. Every episode of Chopped. Every episode yeah. of, uh, what's that other one? Um, Bobby Flay Beat. All those Yeah, all those ones. shows. What's the the one? Cutthroat Kitchen. Yeah. People are like, oh, my specialty is risotto. I got this down. They're and they lose. And they lose. Yeah. And I'm like, but they get too comfortable and they lose. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, the pure person who's like worried about it ends up making it because uh-huh. they, they put a little bit more time I into it. I also feel like the, the casting people for reality shows are mm. really clever motherfuckers. Oh, like, they are. They don't cast just the person who's the best, but no. someone that's talented enough, but someone who they they know is going to kind of buckle, buckle under pressure. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, these two are definitely going to fight. They want that. It's like when they cast the real world. Like They're yeah. not picking the best people. They're picking no. the most likely to cause drama or yeah. entertainment oh, no. or something. Yeah. They're like, oh, you study stoicism and Buddhism? No, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you're yeah, not outside. yourself mentally. <laughs> yeah. Love yourself. Chances. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so yeah, I was saying I did the – I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but no, but dude, I'm like, please. I did the porn star. I did the – was hanging out what with the porn do? star. No, uh, Okay. You got to tell me a little more, okay. a little us a little more so, about it. Because okay. at first I was like, oh, he was working for some female porn star. But no, if no. you're a man's porn star, are you getting what the fucking, are you getting okay. the fucking injection sh- needle <laughs> things for him? Are you getting him the drugs? No, are you getting that him the dude is so healthy. Oils, you buy the no, oil. No, that dude is so healthy. But I'll tell you what I had to show up with at everything he did. And this is probably, you'll, probably, you'll appreciate this. So Sean was like stupid healthy. Like he would, you know, egg white, salad. Uh, you know, vegetable plates at every porn shoot he did, everything healthy. he does. Yeah, super Health healthy. Poor, he was Bad also celery for his And nobody semen, understood, right? like, he, everybody thought he was way younger than he was because he was in such great shape. He was also, out of everybody, this is going to sound odd, but he was one of the most eloquent, like, um, tactful individuals I've ever met in my life. He was so, yeah. I, I remember I wanted to emulate that from him, and that's what made me calmer over the course of my life because I'm like, I have to be like this guy where things don't bother him. You say something. And he's to him, also like doing a job people don't associate yeah, that with. Yeah. And he had, and I mean, and you, you talk to his landlords and everything, like, oh, he's just the greatest tenant ever because he's super clean. So I, they so, don't know he's busting pussy yeah, wide yeah, open yeah. for eight hours a so day. So what I, what, what, what I would do is like, okay, look, when I do these shoots, you have to show up with this, this uh, there's a bag. This backpack. I'm going to give you this backpack. And in this backpack, I want you to have these items. And it was a douche, an enema, paper towels, baby wipes, extra camera batteries. <laughs> so, like, the, what, for what? Each one for what? Okay, so baby wipes and paper towels because corn. Yeah, yeah because porn. Yeah. And then enemas and douches, depending on what scenes they're doing, so that they can everyone yeah. can be clean. So he didn't trust the female actresses to come equipped. Just in case. I yeah, like yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So he's like, every time you show up, have this, and then I would get the most. I would get the oddest requests, like show up. Hey, can you can you be here? Bring me that. Also, can you have? Can you grab us like a sandwich plate from uh, Togo's? He's <laughs> like, did he eat mad celery and pineapple? Yeah, no, he, jizz? <laughs> That's what they. I I would like. I would assume he's like, give me ten pineapples. He and actually a bag told of celery. Me, he said egg whites. He said egg whites was, was the, the yolk. Best does the yolk fuck it up? Because I, I like don't yolks. know. I don't know. I trust the man from having yeah, done decades yeah. of porn. He would just say egg whites. He's like, no, egg whites, egg whites, egg whites. But <sighs> you'd see all the everybody else would be eating junk food, and he'd be like, just get me the vegetable plate. And then <laughs> this and that. Well, but I mean, was, <laughs> I think anything you do for a career where yeah. you're using your body and like, yeah, it's porn and stuff. The yeah. man, no disrespect, often works a lot harder physically. Oh yeah, and so yeah. So like, 
dude, it's like, yeah, you might be like a professional surfer, a basketball player, yeah. or whatever. You want to be in good shape. Yeah. I, if I was fucking like chicks every day for money, <laughs> yeah. I would want to be in the best shape possible. Yeah, it's like the horse versus the jockey, basically. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice analogy. <laughs> yeah. Now, that's the title of the episode. The horse versus yeah, the yeah, jockey. horse versus the jockey. Did you so like you? I assume like you were around like on sets and shoots. Did you get to encounter any like the female porn uh, stars? At the you time? know what? Oh yeah, tons of them actually. So this Who all was started big at the time. Then say the names. Um, because uh, I'm trying to pinpoint the era. Tara Patrick Gage. Oh, so this is old enough of Tara Patrick. Gage yeah. was the Asian girl. Uh, no, she was. I don't know. I'm way off on. No. She was. I have no. I never asked her. She I was kind really, of racially I'm really, ambiguous. I'm very so. bad with knowing porn star names. I'll really, tell you this. Uh, Gage was the coolest chick. Like she does. It's like crazy because you. Because I realized one of my friends was totally in love with her. Oh, look it up. <laughs> so, I just can't picture. Yeah, she was like this tiny woman who's. I don't know. She was like Hispanic, Asian-ish. I don't know. Kind of racially ambiguous, like I said. That's probably the best, uh, most successful attribute as a female porn star: be racially ambiguous. Oh yeah. You can pop up on multiple searches. Oh yeah. Am I? Oh okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember her. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. She is mad racially ambiguous. She one is, eye looks like this. One yeah. Eye looks like that. <laughs> Damn, she that is looks the like coolest a chick. Mugshot. Dude, oh. she is straight up the coolest chick yeah. you will ever meet. I've hung out with a few porn stars yeah. in my day, friends of mine and shit, and they've always been really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, Jenna James. I didn't really know Jenna Jameson. You, but, oh, like, you know, you're... actually, you know who was huge? You'll appreciate this. Stormy Daniels. She was coming up oh. at that time. I went to her, like, yeah, I went to her, like, <laughs> uh, engagement birthday party thing one time. Yeah, but, um, yeah, no, it was in the early 2000s. This yeah. is early 2000s. It's, I mean, the... Career lifespan mm -hmm. for a lot of maybe even more for sort of women is not that long. It's not. I remember no. when I used to remember porn star mm -hmm. names in like that time period. Yeah. But now it's like I recognize a name or two. I still watch some porn, but I just don't. Oh yeah. Remember your names. Yeah, because they got sorry. So on this, so I did KSX Radio, which got me to introduce me to Sean, Sean Michaels, who again, I again, if you ever get the chance to meet him, like his aura is just this. He's so calm Whoa. and also he's like super charming. Because we, he, if I was still single, you'd be calling him. We'd be going out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So and out. you'd see it like he, we'd be at a restaurant, dude, friends. and the and the waitress would be like blushing and giggling at him, and he'd just be like, "Thank you." He just yeah. was so cool. He was like, "It's like Billy D. Williams is a porn star, is Sean Michaels." Like they know he's just like smashing pussy with big dick. Even all no the time. women that. Did not know who he was. I'm telling you. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm, I'm sure some I don't of know them. Why do. that's my sex porn noise. Yeah, but some of the people. A lot of they tea. honestly did not know who he was, but he was just that guy. He was so smooth and knew himself and secure that he would just give off his aura of whenever, yeah. every, everywhere he went. Just as class, he was very, he's a real classy dude. So I know it's odd to say that about a porn star guy, but he was yeah. a very classy, eloquent, yeah. intelligent guy. Uh -huh. So, but um, but I met him because I worked at ksexradio.com that was setting up the podcast and stuff like that. That's where I met Gage, Tara Patrick, all these other people. And it actually, um, oh, Evan uh, Seinfeld from Biohazard because they, they were together. The band? Yeah, they were oh, together, shit. so they had a show on there. Um, but Ginger Lynn, like famous porn star, was there. Those are like old school names. Yeah. Ginger Lynn's, these are like names that 80s. girls used to rock. Those yeah. Names well, and she's been in a ton of stuff like movies, TV, everything. She tried to jump my bones on air one time. Nice. And I remember I'd made a promise to my mom because my mom's like, I'm like, look, mom, I'm, mind you, and this is was Carrie's weird job stuff that I'm doing because I'm always, this entire time, I'm trying to make music or make a movie. So I always have these jobs that give me time to do crazy yeah. stuff. So, um, I'm working and I worked like the I worked a soundboard and I controlled uh, the cameras at the same time. It was like a little internet setup. Multitasking so, again. So yeah, and I'm and I'm monitoring the chat room. So this show's going on. Ginger Lynn shows up late, right? Now mind you, Ginger Lynn is really cool, but she was more famous in the eighties and I wasn't really watching porn in the eighties yeah. because I was, you know a baby. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so she doesn't show up. So my boss runs in and he's like, dude, uh, 
she's stuck in traffic. You need to like just sit with her host and talk because we because he knew I don't mind talk. Clearly, I don't mind talking. So I go up there and sit there. And her, me and her host are talking. You know, it's going well. And Ginger shows up, and I will tell you, Ginger is the best at like knowing how to work a room, work the work any kind of like if she ever has an appearance, that woman knows how to work that appearance. Like she is amazing when it comes to that. So she pops on. She uh, she sits next to me and she starts telling a story about how she actually got busted because she was uh, pleasuring herself in traffic. So a cop stopped her and that's why she got busted. She was she was flicking the bean. In traffic. Yeah, yeah. That's illegal. It's your car. Yeah. So, but he noticed her and then knew who she was. So you know, oh. she ended up getting out of it. She was that's why I was late. So then I think I'm gonna be able to go back. I think I'm gonna be able to go back behind the booth. That's not what happened. Oh, no. So she starts you know flirting with me and saying all this stuff on air and I'm like young, super young and I'm like starting to kind of blush and so she's saying just all this crazy stuff to me and puts her hands down my pants and then wow, and then man. like turns to me look and looks at me like she likes what's, what's going on there <laughs> and um and literally tries to like jump my bones on the air and i'm like i cannot i cannot that's start radio. porn that's like that <laughs> yeah Howard Stern level radio. yeah exactly and i'm like and I literally my mom when i told her i was working she's like you're, not, you're doing porn. I'm like, I'm not doing porn, mom. I'm working doing porn. porn. Yeah, ex- mom. Just having sex with a porn star. <laughs> yeah, radio. yeah. So, oh God. so um, I never understand my dreams. So she keeps. She tries this. Tries this. I. I basically like nicely wiggle my way out of it. Do not have sex with this woman on the air with this famous porn star because I realized later that Ginger Lynn was the Jenna Jameson of the '80s. And actually, so I, what? So you knocked down a fucking legend? Wow. Yeah. What's, no, but see, here's awesome. the thing. Like, and so at the t- I just didn't know how famous she was. I, sh- uh, I knew she was a really nice. Oh, you lady. thought she was some bum ass? No, no. You're I, like, I ain't <laughs> fucking with you. I'm waiting for one of these famous. Bitches. I just didn't know the legendary status. Like, you know, it'd be like, it'd be oh, like. It's intimidating. I think if you knew, you probably, I would, you'd be like, oh, well, yeah. you know, and I'm, I'm also not gonna do it on air. You know, like not, and not for you know whatever measly amount of money I'm making at <laughs> this hourly rate. You, you should have yeah. been like, I want to raise. Yeah, yeah. So, so she tries to jump my bones on air. I turn it down basically. I get out of there, go back to, you know, give up, finally get behind the booth after yeah. she's got her hands on <laughs> my pants, trying to get it like all over me, all over me. The next day, my boss had an adult news website. He put that on there. He gets, his article gets picked up by AVN. Damn. Adult son. Video Dude, News. You almost had a new career. Oh, no. I had, I had, I had my two seconds of, of semi porn fame. So, so it goes everywhere. And many, literally, as we're in there, one of the other guys who, who's older than me runs in there and he's like, Ginger, he didn't know. I know who you are. He doesn't know. Fuck this youngster. I'm here for you. And she's like, I'm sorry, but I'm all she goes. The only people that are confident enough to talk to me because he was a bald black dude. She goes, our bald black dude. She goes, I like hair. So I'm sorry. But she was always bald, bald black dudes who have the who have the balls to come up and talk to me. And so Shit. and so he's so he grabs one like a wig or something. He's like, I'm here, girl. I'm here. And so she's like, no, no, no. So I have this moment where everybody some people are calling like and this was my first taste of internet toxicity because some be like oh he's a bitch ass little bitch toxicity. gay motherfucker whatever you know and not the you know they're calling me the f word not the fuck word the one that rhymes yeah. with hag <laughs> so they're saying you don't know and all this stuff and so it blows up all over and there's pictures of her with her hands down my pants like, oh man you got the documentation so but this turned into a thing because then i became a conquest for her so every time we were out somewhere, she would try to make out with me. She would try to hook Damn, up with man. me. And I know it's like, again, I just didn't know who she was because, again, the 80s, I'm not watching porn. You know, yeah, I'm not, yeah. you know. How old is she at the time? Like 40-something? Maybe late 30s. I don't know. Actually, she might have been 40. Fine I don't wine, know. That's some fine she was, wine. She was in great shape. I'm not yeah, knocking her. Yeah. It's just, again, I'm like, I cannot <laughs> have sex with this woman on air. Shit. So, uh, so yeah, that became like a huge thing to the point I was even at the whiskey and a couple dudes came up to me and said, hey, aren't you on that K-Sex show? I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
But yeah, so that was my my little momentary moment of porn fame when Ginger Lynn tried to drop my bones on the air and nice, turned her dude. down. So, so yeah, so that happened. So like, I mean, do you want to know my name too? I'll tell you. Oh, what your porn name? Because they, they gave me a name. What it was? It was it. It was Bukaki. Oh, <laughs> but they spelled it like B O O Kaki, oh, not oh. B U K A, whatever. So, yeah. so they would all call me Boo. Like, hey, what's up, Boo? What's up, Boo? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I I mean, I imagine well years down the line, like. You know, you're DJing in regular like mm-hmm. clubs and bars, and then also Carrie uh, is a proficient DJ in the realm of the strip club, which is yeah. a is a big money making realm, especially for DJing these days. Yeah. And so you kind of already kind of, I bet the transition to that was super easy after you've had like porn stars trying to suck your dick <laughs> yeah. with her mic stand it's right true. there. No, it's totally true. That did give me. There's two things that helped me with that. Yeah. One. The actual first thing that helped me with that was I was able to even to deal with the porn stars. My mom is a very pretty lady, right? Yeah, yeah. Super pretty. You're so used to like dudes hollering at her and shit. Yeah, I, to, yeah, exactly. Did that also, get you pissed when you were a little kid? Oh, for sure. Dude, it might happen to my yeah. mom all the time. Yeah, and I used get to angry. get so angry. I remember thinking like, oh man, I'm gonna, I'm, you know, even as a kid, you're like, I will ram this fool right in yeah, his balls. Just, dude, this guy's <laughs> yeah, coming over my house all the yeah, time. I'm I'm like, I will destroy you. him. But um, my mom was pretty, and she actually armed me with the ability to not be taken in by she. It wasn't like I just I saw how guys would like fall all over her, but uh, fawn all over whatever the term is. But um, also it wasn't just that. But she did. A, she said a couple of things to me when I was younger that really stuck with me. Like what? And one of them, another mom got offended by it. But it's some it's some real some real knowledge here. I was describing something I was going through with this this teenage girl, and I'm like, mom, she's saying that she's acting like she doesn't know. And she goes, Carrie, she knows. She goes, let me tell you something about women. She goes, women have to try not to manipulate a situation. And I was like, mom's wise words. Yeah. And I was like, and that that was a very, she goes, no, it's not that we can't. She goes, a woman's instinct is to try to manipulate the situation. And it makes sense with how cerebral women are versus how physical men are. You know what I mean? So when she said that to me, I thought about it. And I took that with me that women have to try not to manipulate the situation. So when I went into this, you know, when I went dealing with these porn stars and and the the strippers, you know, they, they're so used to, you know, manipulating and dealing with men. Yeah. So, um, so by the time I got to the strip club, I was already jaded by having seen, you know, women topless all the time and, you you know, know, actually doing, they can't manipulate you. Yeah. And then they, you know, play my song. I don't want to go up on stage. Yeah. I'll go up on stage yeah. later. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I mean, you you know this. I'm nice to all of them. I'm very yeah. polite. And yeah, that's, dude, you're a fucking gentleman. And that's the other thing, too. I treat everybody the same. And I always want to tell these guys that. I'm like, you want to get these girls to like you, these women in the adult industry, just treat them normal, stupid. Yeah. They have a million guys saying all I, this, this yeah, terrible stuff to them. You know, I <laughs> mean, I, I, I've dated in my past a lot of... Um, Girls who like danced and strip strippers and shit. Same. So then, <laughs> but by you and so I worked in a strip club. Like and then like I don't give a fuck. I'm only there for the night shift money. Yeah. And so I do my other things in the day. Exactly. And so like exactly. And, and it's just like even outside of that realm, it's just it's a psychological thing. Like, you know, someone the less you show somebody interest, especially someone who's used to getting so much interest from others. Oh yeah. It kind of fucks their head. Up, like, why isn't this motherfucker like paying attention? Why oh, that, isn't this dude interested? And that had and the then they like you more on the porn stars like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, what's with? The, why won't this innocent? Kid? I mean, that's my whole approach <laughs> to women my whole life. Uh, yeah, I don't really? go up and talk to girls. Oh, I, I try to like have them talk to me by oh. doing this mental game. And it's not a game. It's just so, my psychological no, approach. No, it sounds like it sounds like Jake has the art of seduction. Like it's like yeah, just, I'm gonna I, sit there, let it let it let it hang, just, and get them to get them to come try, to me. Or just treat it, not treat them. Yeah. Like, that sounds wrong. No, but, just but like, you said you're not care. the aggressor. You, you said you're bringing the vibe yeah, to you. That's yeah, what it yeah. sounds like. Yeah, just not trying or caring. Yeah, and it works. All right, see. Yeah, it doesn't work with like jobs, do and you careers, hold, and success. Do you also hold like? Does it help if you add like you're holding tiramisu? 
and like maybe some pumpkin spice latte to draw draw them in deeper. I mean, I don't even have any tiramisu. I hey, don't have a, any tasty treats. Just have a just have a bunch of white cloth sitting there and just white be like. Cloths. I don't understand what how that alcohol blew drugs. up so quick. You know yeah, what, yeah. dude? I I am not I'm on a little alcohol sabbatical, but mm-hmm. when I re I'm sure I'm gonna get back on at some point. Um, I could see those being delicious in the summertime. Yeah, I could see myself drinking. I don't know what the alcohol content is, but I I don't like heavy shit. Mm-hmm. I don't drink. I drink like you know ciders. Vi- no, no yeah. way. Too. I vodka soda, tequila okay. soda, uh, okay, Hennessy that... straight or you know Remy Martin straight right. wine. But I don't like big heavy shit. So maybe White Claws is nice maybe. and light, low just, sugar. Just, just just acknowledge it and jump right into drinking bitch beer all the time. Just be. <laughs> I'll be, a, I'll be like, then I'll have a bitch just, beer with a flat stomach. Yeah. I see all my, my nerdy IPA beer drinking friends. Uh, These guys can barely get off the couch alone. You need to okay, pull them up. Okay, okay. Can we just shit. stop the obsession with IPA? If you like I, IPA, I, I can't stand. Yeah, it's shit, just because bro. it's 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 a cheap, easy way to make beer because it doesn't have to. It doesn't have is to ferment it as is? long. It doesn't have to ferment as long. It's, so all these oh. people think they're being fancy, but I'm like, no. There's a reason. Dude, they also taste like shit. They don't, and that's what's. But you get hype people behind it, you know, like, oh, well, I yeah. saw a guy with tattoos and a flannel shirt and a beanie with yeah, it. And he yeah. looked like he was from he Portland. Looks like he came from working in the <laughs> yeah, woods. Yeah, no, he so lives he, in Echo he Park, dude. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, he doesn't no, have an no. axe in the house. Yeah, if you talk to him, that's what I found out because I'm not a big fan of IPAs. Yeah, the, it, I hate them. Dog. They're not developed. Whereas you get like a good dark beer, and it's you know, they. I mean, even a time. heavy dark beer, it's like. It's tough, man. Beer puts me down. Like I drink yeah. light ass Mexican beers, like Modelo, Pacifico. I, yeah. I like Guinness. But that's not that heavy, to be honest. No, no, for a dark. But like, I mean, like, dude, somebody gives me an IPA. I'm not. I don't even really want to taste it. But like, yeah. I can't. I'll nurse it and maybe finish half, and yeah. I want to take a nap. Oh, really? I'm not even. I don't uh, even humor I mean, them. I, I wouldn't. I will. I won't humor them. But I'm just saying, if that was the worst case scenario, but no, I, you, I, you I would have to be them. like your dying father for it's me to be like, oh, I'll drink this IPA. I'm like, I just say like, nah. I, I don't so, really like it's IPAs. It's just gross to me. Dude. I like good beer. I only really uh, like beer in the um, warm weather time, like mm-hmm. summertime, barbecue, beach. Yeah. You know, in the winter. I, when I was in Mexico for this month, like I drank a lot of Mexican beer and lots of tequila, and then mm-hmm. I had a, I had a couple of nights of cognac and wine, you know, but so much that I was like, whatever I do, start drinking again. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking everything but that stuff. Oh, you know? oh yeah, like yeah, tequila sure. coming out my ears, dude. Like I <laughs> smell like it. And the next morning I'm going surfing, so I'm like, uh-huh. you think you're gonna smell like the water? I'm like. Dude, I smell like fucking Don Julio. Yeah, oh, you know, like uh, pores coming out of your pores. Oh, oh, I got one more. Dude, I got, you could edit. I got me one with more them, porn story. I think you'll. Appreciate. I love the porn okay. stories. So I'm at. I was working for Shawn Michaels. I had a falling out with the uh, the guy who ran KSX Radio, um, only because he didn't. He got weird about the girls liking me because I was just, you know, again trying to keep them off me. But it wasn't so much that as uh, he was fine with me because he until he realized I could sing. And so when he found out I could sing, because he's a person who can kind of hold can a sing? tune. Yeah, I can sing. Okay. <laughs> so, Another talent. Yeah, so I have a couple videos on YouTube, but they're oh, hella shit. old. I look super skinny. <laughs> <laughs> you look bad skinny now, bro. Yeah, I know. And I was like stupid skinny. Anyhow, um, anyhow, so I leave there, and Sean's like, dude, he's like, you know, he told me, if you ever need anything, call me. So I'm like, cool. So I did. He's like, yeah, work for me. You know, so I started working for him. My other buddy is like, dude, he goes, give me give me a job, dude. I love porn. I watch porn. And this is the, you know, you have that friend <laughs> that goes deep when you walk in on the room with him, and he's like, he's like watching some weird porn. And we're always like, I don't want to come over your house and see you. Yeah, <laughs> he's that guy that'll be on his moment, laptop. On the ta- it'll be on the laptop at his table, and we're like, and I've heard the stories about what he watches. I just know not to look at it because you'll hear him tell stories like this girl's literally double fisted, oh, dude, like, yeah, like, like, here, and just weird stuff, weird hentai, everything. And so yeah, he got he got deep damaged. And so I stopped. Adding, I stopped. Yeah, damaged goods podcast. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, you know, I that bad. He. I stopped 
asking him. I stopped watching because I'm like, I knew it was going to, I knew it got weird with him. So he's like, dude, I love, I love it. You know, I love to watch porn all the time. Mm. Hook me up with a job because he had moved down here. I'm like, fine. Cause um, I'm like, all right. Cause he does, he likes photography. I'm like, I'll get you a job, but it's not what you think it is, dude. It's not what you think it yeah. is. Everything's a job when it's a job. Yeah. And so he's like, okay, yeah, no, no, I, I, I can handle it. I can handle it. I'm like, all right, cool, man. So Sean, I just like, this is my, this is my boy, blah, blah. He's like, oh, this is your friend. He's good. You know? And he liked, I think Sean liked people that weren't so because we were able to handle the situation also without. not starstruck like some horny yeah. little guy running around the, the porn set like yeah that's, it. that's blank blank old yeah. girl over there that's and he was jada stevens or whoever exactly and he wasn't creepy either so you know he's, he's like it's good and he actually knew how to how to shoot pictures so he's like cool so he told him like i'll have you do the pictures like for the box covers when they still had box covers oh, <laughs> so because internet porn was a thing but it still wasn't yeah it hadn't it, dominated yeah. yet so um so he he gets him a job as a photographer and he's like and I'll tell you the first the very first time I, he would Sean would send me on these errands like he, I'd show up at this hotel and he'd be like I need this 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 and this I'd show up with the bag I told you about that had the had the douche yeah. the enema the, the you know wipes. the baby wipes the paper towels the extra camera batteries so I show up with this bag and he's like hey um, can you get like sandwich orders for people and um, like yeah yeah cool so I get every sandwich orders I leave Chris is still there said his name my bad <laughs> anyway what's up joe yeah yeah Bill. So, so anyway he he would be there and so he i left go that come back scene's gone down and he's like and i see his face and he's just like he's like weirded out he's like you can see like just this look like weird like he's just he's been traumatized and so like you know he's like i don't know he's, he's like i don't know man because he kept telling him like so sean would be and he'd have like Either him or one of the other actors would be inside this woman. But they're trying to do that thing where they play to the camera, so they turn their body outward so you can see the penetration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's I like, <laughs> and so he's taking pictures, and he's like, and Sean's like yelling, get in there. And he called him, his nick, his nickname was Munge. He called it, because he picked this for himself. It's some weird Blumpkin-type name, you know, Dirty Sanchez-type yeah, thing. When you find, when I found out what it was, I'm like, you are a sick I don't even want to know. You don't, don't want to Don't ruin my day. So anyway, he would be like, get in there, man, get this picture. And so he'd take it, and Sean would be like, get in there. Get in there. Get that close up. And he'd be like, "What? Get the close up." So he's like having to get in there. How, between. What's in there? Like a foot? <laughs> he's like, "Get, give me a close up." So he's like, Shh, he's like trying back. to get, yeah. So he's trying to get him like two feet away from it. And I think as as porny as my friend is and everything else, I don't think he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready to be two feet away from other people's penetration. Yeah, I've never, <laughs> so, I've never been away from other people's. Penetration. Yeah. So he's like in there. He's like, take these pictures. Get in there. And so he's like trying to take the picture. And so he's like, get in there, dude. Get in there. So then. That goes over, and he's like, okay, I survived this. I survived this, right? Second time, he's in there, and uh, he, they're doing the scene. He's like, all right, everybody take a break. And I guess Sean came up to him, like, come here, come here, man. Let me tell you something. So he's like, I want, he was, I want, this is what I want you to do before we start the scene. I want you to be ready for this, this, this is what I'm going to do, and I need you to get pictures of all of these things. <laughs> and so, you know, it's typical. And that's what you would do in any event or wedding. Yeah, you yeah, would yeah, tell yeah. him this is what's going to happen. and you make. So he's giving him – because he's very professional. So he's giving him this is what's going to go down, and I need you to get these particular shots. So he doesn't want there to be any, you know, misconceptions, mis misunderstandings. So he's like, I need this. But the whole time he's talking to him, Sean is butt-ass naked. <laughs> and he's standing next to him. <laughs> And he's stroking himself to keep himself up. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, so he's just he's sitting like, here. Yeah, and he's like trying. He goes, dude, come here, come here. And so they're all, all the oh, porn people shit. are so porn dudes and women are very they're and they're okay with themselves. They yeah. don't care. They're very just like whatever. You know, you could you have to be. Dude. And and the cool thing about them, they're like nudists in that sense where you could be naked around them and it's not necessarily like sexual. They're just like you yeah, know, yeah. they're just like I'm just naked. You're naked. It's whatever. They're real. That is the nice thing. But they're very comfortable people about that kind of that's, stuff. That's an interesting point. Yeah. So. 
and, and, and very also another beautiful thing, very non-judgmental, <laughs> very non-judgmental set of people. So anyway, yeah. So he's just like, and here he is, my friend, little white dude, little five six, five seven white dude, little next guy. to next to this like six foot two black dude with a 10 inch cock like just stroking it right like right next to him and he's like dude come here he's like i'm trying to tell you this and he's just whacking it away at him he's like because he's got to stay up for he's about to do this shot he goes i need you to get this i need you to get that i need you to get that and he's like trying to he's like trying not to look at it. he's like dude listen to me oh <laughs> so my God. And i think he can't figure out do you want to look the guy into the eye when he's whacking him, stroking himself? I know, I don't or do you want to look down while he's stroking himself? Like, I where do you look yeah. off? Yeah. So that's like he's trying to look anywhere else, but he's like, but he needs. To, he's like, Sean's like, pay attention. You know, you so, got to fake a lazy eye. Yeah, two yeah. lazy eyes. So that goes down, and so I show up back up with sandwiches. <laughs> So, we got the turkey. Yeah, and I'm like, here's yours, here's yours, here's this. You got the dude out. And he's like, dude, and he looks all like, you know, just like he's seen, like oh, he just no. like like his car just hit a deer and he's like trying to deal with it. <laughs> you know, and like he ran over a puppy or something. Like, he's like really trying to deal with this whole situation. Oh. And he's telling me, and I can't help but smile. He's like, dude, he kept telling me, get in closer. He's just like whacking it as he's talking to me. <laughs> he's like, I can't do it. I'm like, I told him, like, I told you it's not what you think it is. I warned you. I warned you and I told you if I'm gonna get you this job, don't flake out on me because this is my boss and I respect him. He respects me. I don't need you messing that up. Like, I vouched for you. Yeah. You know how that is. Like, like, I vouch for yeah. you better come through. So he's like, oh, so, so that whole thing goes down and he, this fool. So he still wants to do the job. So he's like, I think he survived. So the next time Sean is doing a scene at his house. Right. And he's got this, uh, this little British chick who, um, who flew over. Funny thing. She's a teacher back in the UK. You teacher back in the UK comes over here, bangs big black dudes. <laughs> so, you know, famous big black dudes. So <laughs> she's out here knocking this out. He's doing the scene at his house. Usual stuff. And so he had Chris doing, you know, uh, camera and stuff like that. And it's like the end of the shoot. And I'm like packing stuff up for him. He's like, hey, just, and he told me like, I'll get, can you just give this girl a ride? And I'm like, it's kind of like, it was kind of far from me. He's like, but he just, he just wanted to be, he wanted to be like, have his Zen alone time. So he's like, I'll give you like, look, dude, I'll just in advance, in, in addition to what, cause he paid really well actually for the time. So, so you got to figure this is the early two thousands and he's giving me like, there's times he's like giving me 150 bucks for the day. of just running around with him. I'm like, this is pretty good money, you know? So it's just, you know, again, early two thousands yeah. and I'm like, have no other real experience. So I, I do know some camera and, you know, audio video stuff. So anyhow, so I'm like, we're tearing down all this stuff and, uh, he had, Chris had just got done taking these pictures and, um, and the girl's sitting there, and uh, and she's sucking on this lollipop. Meanwhile, mind you, this scene is over, dude. They've done the whole like, they've done every part of this scene. They've done, you know, she's when she's. I don't know if it because he had a he had a series called Ass Liquor, so I'm not sure if he was an ass liquor. <laughs> yeah, but, so, but she had already done. She had blown him. She had, uh, you know, they had sex. I, she might have licked his ass. I'm not sure. But she had also, like, I think she, you know, and they Maybe did. The they, baby wipes are for him, huh? Yeah. And she, yeah, yeah. She, fin he finished. I can't I think he, uh, he finished in her mouth and all this other Classic. stuff. So, and she's now sucking on this lollipop. And, and, he, and she's like, and the, she had this weird look on her face. And she's like, and he asked her, like, what's going on? You know, because Sean's an attentive guy. So <laughs> he's like. So he's sucking on this lollipop, and she says, like, you know, what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. And he goes, oh, it's just, it's a weird flavor I'm not used to. My, I'm just not sure because my roommate said it. So I was like, and he goes, well, what is it? And he goes, well, I don't, I don't know if I want to say. And she's like, he goes, hey, we're all cool. Nobody's going to judge you. And he goes, she goes, well, it's supposed to be like a weed lollipop. She goes, but I don't really smoke weed, so I don't know if it's right. I can feel it, but I don't know. And he's like, and he's like, let me taste it. Because he's like, he's like, I'll know. So he goes, and he tastes it. He goes, no, that tastes like weed. Crazy. So 
So he asked, like, and she's like, okay, it does taste like weed, you know, okay. But he's like, Hannah, he goes, do you want some? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, oh, he, goes, you, he goes, you guys should try this. It yeah, tastes no. like weed. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Chris hasn't caught on because he does. He Sean knew he smoked weed. So he's like. But he doesn't know where this lollipop's been. He does know where it's been. Oh, what? I think his pothead ass just forgot. So. So here's we're sitting there, and he he offers it to me. I have not forgotten where this woman's mouth was and everything else was. And again, Sean's a super clean guy. No, this is no disrespect to him. He's a great guy. However, just like any of my friends, I don't want to taste their dick. I don't want to taste their cum. <laughs> taste any of that. So I don't blame you. So he's like, so he he goes, no, he goes, and he tells him like, no, Chris, it's all good, man. We're all clean here. Don't worry about it. And so I'm like, I just like walk off and start packing up. Like I'm getting away from the situation. I'm yeah, packing dude, up camera quick. Fuck all that. And I watch him. He goes. And he goes, well, it's all good, man. We're all clean. And so he takes the lollipop and puts it in his mouth. And I immediately, he, I think he saw my face like, oh, Jesus, you just, you have, you're in, have you're so in, much you're in common in, dude. You're in now. with all these lady porn stars. You're you have no now, idea. Dude. Yeah. So, and oh. I noticed the look on his face. The minute he tastes it, it hits him of where this girl's mouth has been. Cause he's going to buy a whole new tongue. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's just like, oh my God. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, geez. I, I, I've noticed, so I'm like trying not to look at him and trying not to like, I'm shaking my head. So we get there, and like I said, Sean's like, can you just take her home? I'll give you like an extra 40 bucks or 50 bucks just to give her a ride home. I'm like, sure, man, whatever. So we take her home, and she's talking to her roommates on the phone. I'm like, yeah, these guys are giving me a ride home. They're cool, blah, blah, blah. And so he and I are talking about it. I'm like, dude, how did you not know? He goes, I realized it the second after. I'm like, didn't you see me make my way out of the conversation? He goes, I know, dude. And he goes, oh, I'm like, and I'm, I'm cracking up. Dude, I'm trying, and so. We're not he saying the it. exact words, but she she picks up on what's going on finally. And she goes, oh, is it because of She starts saying it. You yeah, know? yeah, out loud. Yeah, out he's, loud. Only, he's only like, oh. Yeah. So we get to, she's like, you guys should come in when we get back to my house and meet my roommates. They're cool guys. And, but she had said on the phone, like, yeah, I guess they're upset because he, he, uh, I just blew Shawn Michaels and then he, he tasted lollipop after me. Oh. <laughs> like she goes, he like, you know, he finished, like I swallowed whatever, but I guess he's weirded out by it. And so we go into oh. their house to her apartment and the first thing, like her two roommates, are like, oh yeah, would, they start they start in on it right away. I would away. too, man. I would be yeah. busted as balls. And I promised him that I would not say anything about it. I'm like, dude, I won't say anything about it. But I got drunk one night. Oh. <laughs> so who'd you say it to? A bunch of friends in Fresno, mind you. Me and that guy, me and that dude, ended up getting into a fist fight later because of something he did. Oh shit! And so I ended up fight. That's actually where I took my shirt off because, <laughs> and he was the only person that was my size. We actually weighed the same for once. So I. I'm gonna punch the cum right out of your yeah, mouth. Yeah, he and I are gonna get a fist fight later. So, um, not that day, but like a couple years later, he was he was he had issues, not issues, just a. Well, he had a semen lollipop. Yeah, so I did say it out loud too, and uh, in front of some friends, and it was he. By then, he had become like a real dick. So, I said it in front of one of our other friends, who's a pretty sensitive guy, and he he called him like a fat fuck or something. And our buddy is he's a nice guy. And so he oh. he held that against him. He would be angry about it. Like for, he was angry about it for a while. So when I told him this story, he felt so empowered. And you better believe the first time that uh, Chris said some shit, my other buddy was like, "Yeah, how Shawn Michaels' dick taste?" Yeah, <laughs> he was like, yeah. you know, like, and that just forever ruined him. But yeah, so that was a shit man. Hope I didn't get too long winded on that one. No, that's another dude, that's porn story. Hilarious. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, Carrie, if I work on this cartoon with you, uh, yeah. I'm not eating any lollipops. On this <laughs> no yeah. lollipops on this set. Don't worry, you're just gonna be a real trap. You're gonna be a trap hood cat as long yeah. as. as yeah, dude, is Shawn Michaels doing a voice? Uh, I should get, ask him. He might be down for that. Porn star. Yeah. The only porn star name I know uh, currently is Kelsey Monroe. It's the only girl I know. That sounds familiar. I don't know why I even know her name. 
but like I, I don't know why I stopped knowing porn star names. Uh, <laughs> just haven't. It's like I only got so much space up here. I'm yeah. getting older. I gotta like filter out what is necessary information. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I can still watch it. I just can't memorize names. Yeah, I, I don't. Does anybody know names anymore? Because it's like, I, well, I mean, the era of the super porn star is kind of gone. No, it's and I mean, I've seen that happen even in like skateboarding and things like that. I used to oh, be a yeah. skater, like yeah, because of, of social media allowing people to put video parts out so much. It's kind of like when the internet came out for porn. The, the 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 super pro is kind of five six years removed. There's so many guys that are so good all oh, on the same yeah. level, no way to stand out. And just like anybody can put a porn out, or it's you know it's it's tough. I mean that business I feel like in the '90s, early '90s, and '80s and stuff was awesome, money oh, making. Yeah. And even up until the early 2000s. Yeah. But like to this point now, and I mean I w- I was in Ventura the other day surfing, and afterwards me and my boy go get some food, and we're walking on the street, and there's this porn store there, not a porn. Uh, me yeah, as a porn star, sex it's like shop. a video, yeah, and it doesn't look as cool as some of the other sex shops, mm-hmm. but you can't even see really. And I didn't even go in because, like, I used to go in sometimes. Or me mm-hmm. and my lady friend will go in yeah. here and there, but really, you know, if you've got certain things at the house already, you don't really <laughs> yeah. need to go in. And you're not going to go peruse the films. <laughs> well, who's done that? What's the point? Yeah. And those things are expensive. They I recall. are. Oh I never God. even purchased one because usually, if someone has one, you're passing around or you're getting. But like, dude, it's all. Right oh, here yeah. on this laptop. That's the sound of my laptop. That's the sound <laughs> of internet porn, y'all. Internet porn right there. Well, especially, there. too, because you have, like, they don't, like you said, they don't have the big names anymore because why would a studio invest in this one woman and yeah. one guy when they could, when they're going to get outdone by a, some young a couple home. in their house yeah, just and, ma- and, has and, two exactly, million hits? Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and also that aesthetic, I think, has become appealing where people don't, they want that. They don't yeah. want maybe the big production or you'll see big names okay. or porn stars. Scale in the back. My ex introduced me to this form of porn because to me, there's only really two. There's only two kinds I'll watch. So you've either got the kind where it's just like you said, just some some person at their apartment and they're you know getting down doing whatever, or the parody porn. That's the only type of budgeted What's parody porn, porn where they say like you know like uh, it'll be a Star Trek theme oh, one yeah, or like Happy yeah. Days or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's like, funny too. Yeah, that's that, I think that stuff is probably still big money making because yeah. of the production and the all that. I think people like it for the same reasons. Oh you yeah, do. and that's I mean not that yeah because there's nothing erotic about it to me it's just hilarious you know like the the names they come up with and the scenarios that put them in i'm like i, I mean that's you know you sit around sometime and think like you know what can i name this yeah. well, how could this be a porn name like you know yeah. i don't have a porn oh jake the snake maybe oh i got one what for me no no for me but yeah. i bukaki I think. <laughs> no no the thing last name balls first name milo Milo balls. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good, dude. That's but I can only do it in the warm weather. So. It was just to say like, it was like your middle name yeah. with your street or something. But like my middle name and my street would like I moved around so much as a kid. I don't even Same. know. And it would be like 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 Joseph Orchard. <laughs> That's not a cool. I just always think your name should be like Dirk or Brock. Or Brock. Brock. Why yeah. well, yeah. was it Brock yeah. Landers from fucking Boogie Nights? There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah man, Brock. Brock. <laughs> I've never met a Brock in real life. No, I think they only exist Brock. on TV and stuff. Brock. Brock. Yeah, so that's yeah, that was my my time for a short time doing with the porn stars. I'm I mean, it's of, per- like that. By the time you're DJing in strip clubs, it's like whatever. Yeah, it's very whatever. And th- I only took that job, like I said, just because I was like literally sitting on unemployment. I'm like, let me just do something to, to the DJing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Dude, I, what, what do you like better, DJing at like at straight up regular clubs and stuff? Because I know you DJ at regular clubs yeah. in LA, or do you like DJing at a strip club better? Uh, the regular clubs are more. The regular clubs are more fun because there's energy and you're just going with the crowd. People you are there can, to dance. Yeah, too, they're there right? to dance, and you're you know the. The strip club DJing, you're just Only a, one person, two maybe dancing. You're a timekeeper. It's it's literally the same as working a wedding or an event where you're just keeping everything on time. That's all you're doing, keeping people on time, keeping people Get on time, on keeping people on time, talking, talking, talking. Yeah. yeah. The other one's great because 
DJing at a club, you can actually feel the energy of people. And then, you know, it's weird. You build up their trust in a way. So if I play like a bunch of songs, like let's say I just yeah. start playing stuff you've never heard before, you're not going to respect me. But if I play stuff you like and I'm, you know. I'm going to come back next Thursday. Yeah, oh. well, yeah, that too. But it's like in the same shift, like let's say you get there at 10. And, I'm gonna stay. And you, yeah. So let's say I play like seven songs you know that you like, like, oh, this is good. I like this. Yeah. I like this. Then I can play one you don't know. And I won't bail. And you, well, could you, we built up some kind of trust at this point. You're like, this yeah. guy's pretty good. And then, you know, and then I can drop something you've never heard. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely been out to a million places where if mm. I get in there and the music's shitty or I yeah. don't like it, um, I can only stay for so long. And then me and my friends will be like, let's go out. And then sometimes you go in places like, yo, this music's dope, dude. Yeah, I'll come back yeah. here for sure. Yeah, no, it's true. And it's like I said, it's just you build up that kind of rapport. Because that's what a lot of people, well, you know, I'm not the biggest egomaniacal guy. Like, that's why I don't even like the name, you know. I just yeah. be carry. But uh, the biggest problem I see is that a lot of these guys, are, they just have so much ego. And I'm like, all yeah. you do is play other people's music, dude. Calm down. <laughs> you know, I, mean, so. dude, I see ego. In, like, I mean, it can persist in every. I mean, we're in L.A., so there's ego. Well, there's that, too. I think yeah. people with egos are driven here. Even <laughs> if, if ours are scaled back comparatively yeah. to the bigger population. But, I mean, in, in creative th- fields, I feel like a lot of people with egos go into those. Because it kind of drives you a little bit. But yeah. then, obviously, you can get egomaniac level, which is oh, terrible. Yeah. And I mean, I just like to be heard. It's not really about yeah, or that. express yourself, right? Yeah, I just to me, it's more about any time like when I make a song or make some little short film. It's all about somebody relating to me, dude. That's like what I that's, want. That's yeah. that's when I put the book out. That's yeah. what I want. I want like someone else like understanding or feeling it or relating to it makes me not feel as alone. Exactly. So, so exactly. When, you, when you get connection from like the music you play. It's like you don't feel alone. You get someone's feeling where you're at right now. Exactly. Well, when I like make music, when I make a song, that's like the I can say anything and people accept it. The same stuff I was to say out loud, people they don't really hear you the Dude, same. Yeah, but man. you sing it. I mean, look at rap. You can say like, if I was to walk up to some girls and be like, "Hey, bitch, drop your shit, <laughs> back it up to me, pick up line, yeah, <laughs> do this, you know, dance, dance for me, and I'll throw money on you, yeah, and you yeah. know, and like you motherfucker, they'll slap you. Yeah, but then you but play if, it at a fucking club, yeah. motherfuckers, girls will do that. Oh yeah, especially put a little boo. That system. No Limit song. I mean, he's talking about fucking women for money and this, and they're like, yeah, and girls man. love that song. Like, really, yeah, man. really? Oh yeah, it's it's funny how that works. I, you know. Yeah. I, well, I made a song too that was literally it was I was actually in a bad time in my life, but it was very it was all best time to make some music. Yeah, and that's, dude. I ha- I used to hate that because that's when I'm most inspired to go write music same, same. is when I'm like upset. So I wrote this song and it's it's of a sexual nature. And I remember I told a couple of the girls it because I look so nice, nicey nice, you know, especially that time. Don't trust that. Yeah. And so I made I told them I'm gonna make this song that says this and this, you know, I, I am the I said one of the lines is like I am the devil that you lay with mm. when nobody else is around. You know, <laughs> so I'm like I said something like I'm your pleasure, your pain, make you scream in the night. You know, I'll make you weak. I'll make you tremble. I'll make you call out my name. And so I said this, and they're like, they're like I can't imagine you saying that. I'm like, you'll, you'll love it. I told them, trust me. When you hear it, you'll love yeah. it. And then I played it. Like, later, I, I hadn't actually finished the song yet. So after I finished it, I, uh, I played it for them, and I noticed they did that thing where you can almost see it hitting the girls in their uterus or whatever. Like, they're just, like, <laughs> like blushing. And I'm like, I noticed the look on their face. They, like, did that thing where their neck draws back a little. I'm like, the they almost uterus. want to do that, that anime-style covering of their mouth, you know, ooh, and blushing. And they loved it. But again, had I said, when I said it, they weren't about it. And even some of the, like my darker lyrics, um, this guy, Daniel, that I work with, Daniel Luttrell, shout out, whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, who's, his brother's Jacob Luttrell, a longtime friend of mine, wrote a bunch of songs you know on the radio. Nice, <laughs> um, nice, nice. Uh, w- when we work together, he'll make my music less dark and it makes it more appealing. So I'll make it, when I come in, it'll be like real dark. Balances it out, right? Yeah, and he'll yeah. make it more appealing. It's like, 
And I noticed that does work because, again, it's the same thing. I'll say these things that are dark parts of my soul, but when I express it through music, especially to something a little bit lighter in tone, more people hear it. So it actually helps me to relate. And that's why I trust him more because people will they'll dance to it and then they'll start to listen to it and realize what I'm saying. Because yeah. nine times out of ten, the songs that I make, even if they sound happy, they've got some kind of – I'm not full on Morrissey, but you – know, I mean, but, dude, you're telling me, dude. Yeah. Like, I, I write a bunch of sad shit, yeah, I, but yeah. I put it in a funny way. Yeah. I like, I, I like everything, even that's what this podcast started out like. Yeah. Is, you know, using lighter things to kind of convey or at least express darker things. Exactly. And like, there's so much good music is like that, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm, oh, and I want to say something right now. Say it, baby. You if anybody ever tells me again, oh, music's crap now, I'm like, no, you're just listening to the shitty radio. Yeah, there's plenty there's, of good music. We're, in the, we're in one of the best times of music ever. Mind you, I'm going to say, yes, the 90s was like the golden age of hip hop, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Won't, there's only a few people now, like, I think Kendrick Lamar is good enough to be good in the 90s, which is the best compliment I can give him. Like, yeah. you're good enough to be an amazing rapper in the yeah 90s. yeah it's a, it's, it was a different level <laughs> yeah, of competition but they say all these things i'm like but you you know this from being in the music industry and i know this from hanging out at atlantic records and stuff that it's it's basically these people we the people pop stars they're completely created yeah, yeah like yeah. they're laboratory there's, there's 40 people behind every person that you see in pop music yep. and they and this their music is distilled and it's like we we trail away all this stuff even if they have like a good idea they're like well how can we make it more comfortable to the masses you know and like not like i was just saying with daniel i, I still get to get my message across exactly how i like this one they say well we don't want to do this we feel like you should go this direction we feel like this but now because of the internet because of you know soundcloud spotify youtube everything you can just people can make the music they want and i know it bugs record companies it drives them crazy right now because they'll they'll dump Two hundred fifty thousand yeah. into somebody. And it don't work like it used to yeah. anymore. And then some some kid will go on Instagram, go on SoundCloud YouTube, and yeah, blow up. with his laptop, and then he's got you know twenty million views, and now and he gets to make gets to make the exact music he wants. And I hate because I've told that to many people where they say music sucks, and I'll show them a couple of artists, and they're like, oh my god, I love this artist. I'm like, yeah, because you're getting the truth. Yeah, you're still listening to the bullshit. Yeah, and exactly. And, and, you know, it blows my mind, dude. Boggles my mind, really. Like mm -hmm. I was talking about this with somebody recently, like. You've got all these other ways to take in music now. If you yeah. have a smartphone, which is 90% of people, exactly. you can Spotify, SoundCloud, fucking Tidal, you name it. Yeah. What you want to listen to when you want and music that you can find that's new, but most people are, somebody's still listening to FM radio. Yeah, it blows my fucking mind. Yeah. I love making fun of FM radio DJs. You that's should. like my all-time <laughs> favorite, dude. But hey, like, this is Jake the Snake oh, coming at you. I've got hilarious ones. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I always do a classic rock stage. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, yo, it's like, why are people so subscribing to this and watching certain new uh, music channels and like that still pump the same bullshit? Yeah. But you can see there are, they're suffering and dying a slow death because mm. they, you know, and, and it's, it is a nice way to see if you want real artistry. I mean, yeah. there's still some bullshit are people that put their stuff out that's because yeah. they emulate the pop creations. Yeah. But there's a lot of real good shit. You just gotta yeah. sift through it. You gotta And you know what? And it. some of the what's really awesome is it's been happening over the last decade yeah. is now the radio station, these record companies have to now play up to the yeah, individual yeah. artists. They have like, to play ball a little more now. Well, yeah, because they're like, this person's like, I don't need you. Yeah. I already got 20 million Cut hits. out. If I, you yeah. want a little eat off me, you got to meet me halfway. At yeah, least. yeah, exactly. So, I mean, and that's what I love now is you have these songs that people are making and they're literally, they're literally coming up where they've made this song at their house. It ends up getting on the radio, on yeah. YouTube, whatever. And that's what I love now is something somebody made that is unfiltered. Their unfiltered song is now playing everywhere as opposed to them, you know, the radio, the, the record company saying like, let's uh, tone this down. Maybe you don't do this so much. Maybe you don't, yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, no, you can like, you can play by your own rules. Yeah. You can come from your heart and create. Yeah. You can taste success without having to taste like a porn star's lollipop. <laughs> All right, y'all. 
This episode of the Damaged Goods Podcast was brought to you by Elite Botanicals. Elite Botanicals is originally the CBD division of Elite Cannabis. If you guys have heard me talk about them, you know this is my favorite CBD product out there. The only one that truly works. I swear by it. That's why I'm endorsing them, not for any other reason. And now they're back with their new line for your little pets, Whole Pet CBD. They are one of the first companies farming high CBD cannabis under industrial hemp rigs. They've been working with CBD since 2013 with one of the first licensees in Colorado. Also, they've been working with Colorado State University since 2016 on their canine research study with CBD. So they know what they're doing. Their focus is providing farm-to-table product that uses the best ingredients possible, ultra-refined, distilled, full-spectrum CBD oil at high potency for reasonable pricing. That's the problem. Most of these other guys are overpriced for their non-working stuff. This allows for effective dosing and a 30-day-plus supply per unit. For the pets, they've got drops that go on their food or in their mouth. they got chicken and salmon-flavored ones. They've got soft gel capsules. they got a gravy powder. You just sprinkle that over their food or put a couple of water in there, and it makes a nice little gravy mix chocked full of CBD, glucosamine, and omegas for their joints. They've got nose and toes balm for cracked noses and paws, and they got some all-natural treats on the way. All this is available at WholePetCBD.com. Elite Cannabis, Elite Botanicals, and now Whole Pet CBD, all from Elite. Go check it out.